Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Love Essie, the podcast. This is episode 59. And this week, I want to talk about what happens when you find that an author has written, you know, tropes or sort of, you know, story concepts that normally you kind of run away from or you kind of say, "Mm, not for me. And yet they write it in a way that you're like, I I didn't I didn't think I was going to like this. I didn't I didn't think this was for me. But maybe just maybe the way you wrote this is for me. Um and maybe I do like it. Like what kind of what is happening? And so I say this because um this has happened to me. Um I've read two books um pretty recently-ish, right? Obviously like not like oh I read one back in 2007. No, it's mad long. I don't even remember what was happening back then. <laughs> um, but no, I read two books recently that both were um, not ex- something I expected to enjoy as much as I did. And I say this be- for various reasons. Um, one, I didn't know anything about it. I think I was just searching for books from that author on you know the Libby app. And the blurb somehow sounded interesting. And I started reading it and there were moments where I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the stuff that that I don't like there's something about this that normally I would run from but partially because it hadn't been so explicit in the blurb that's what had made me like be like oh okay I'm gonna read this and later I was like oh wait but it includes this stuff that I mm." and then you know obviously I was like and I'm also really enjoying it the other one um was talked about a lot or at least it felt like to me like it was mentioned a bunch of times on social media and a part of me was like "Mm, that cover is weird and I don't know about this at all because I don't really read this but why not a lot of people that I know and trust are saying that they really really enjoyed it so let me give it a shot and then I was literally like um gobsmacked at how how much I enjoyed it um I think I thought that I was gonna read it and was gonna be like so I in the case of both books as opposed to going into those books with like really really crazy high expectations and possibly being disappointed it was the opposite I went into those books kind of being like I either have no expectations or that like they're mad mad low you know close close to the dirt floor and then like they were below sky high and so one of the other things that I realized is uh, that fascinated me, which is also why I'm talking to you guys about it, is because they're written by the same author. Now, they are not um, part, they are each part of a series, but they're not in a series together. Like the two books are in two separate series, I guess is, that's correct, right? Yeah, like one book is two I guess kind of sort of of one series and the other one is book one of another series um but both written by the same author who I'd also read another I think I've only read yes before these two books I'd only read two other books by her um and they had both surprised me in how she wrote and what I took away from those books but anyway the two that I'm focusing on right are very different um and yet I was like my brain was like "Ooh, we are seeing things things are happening what is going on so um I say this all because 
as readers, right, there are definitely tropes that we like gravitate to, right? There are people who are like, I love reading enemies to lovers and friends to lovers and da 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 da. And then there are tropes that we're kind of like, I don't read Second Chance or I don't read Secret Baby or uh, do not ever give me like, you know, a faded meets. Like, I don't want to see that kind of thing. Like, I, I mean, I'm not saying that's me, but these are some of the things. But we also sometimes are pleasantly surprised um, or overjoyed when an author can take a trope that we normally shy away from and make it into craft such a fantastic story that we're like, normally, I would not read this because of this. But you actually made this work really well for me. Or you flipped it on its head in a way that like real was really intriguing. And so I couldn't help but read. So the two books that, you know, have me being like, oh, what is happening? Yeah, um, are both written by Anne Aguirre. Now, her last name is spelled A-G-U-I-R-R-E. The Spanish in me is like, Aguirre. Someone might be like, Esther, she's not actually Spanish, so that's not how you say it. And in which case, I apologize profusely for saying your last name wrong. If she is Spanish, then oh my god, I'm probably saying it right. If she's not Spanish, then I am very, very sorry. But she wrote Strange Love, which is book one, and I think in the... Is it the Galactic Heroes series? I believe so. Um, and then the other book is As Long As You Love Me, which I didn't see a series name for it, but there's clearly two other books with the same like cover, like same look to their cover. And so in my head, I was like, well, then this probably means that they're like, you know, in a series together, but I don't know why in the library it didn't like classify them as a series. But, you know, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to be all like, how dare you, library? How dare you? Galactic Love is the name of the Strange Love series. So, I am not... I don't read a lot of, what's it called? Space space romance. I think I've read a few. Very few alien romances. Um... I don't typically search them out. I still have not read Ruby Dixon's Ice. Wait, there's the author with the Ice Planet Barbarians, and then there, or is I think that's what it's called, and then there's the other one. Um, I still haven't read those. It's not. I just don't immediately think like, oh, let me go read like space romance. Um, I feel like it may may have something to do with the fact that I wasn't ever as a young person really into space and my brother was really into Star Wars to the point that I felt like we saw way too much of it and don't get me wrong I've enjoyed Star Wars but I just think I was always kind of like okay they're in space whatever you know um so I don't go out searching for space romance and now on top of that strange love we're talking about space alien romance where our you know our male hero character 
isn't a humanoid type alien like this is not an alien that looks like a man but is blue or looks like a man but is green or looks like a man and is the you know the shade of coral as the sun glist like nah he from the cover i mean this i don't want this to put people off but there's something about that cover that i'm like it looks like a really like crazy advanced cockroach i'm so sorry i said that but i can't help it um like it's very very he's very very he's literal alien like not like another human type being with two no straight up alien like nothing like a human and so we've got this character who is nothing like a human, right? And then a human. And then they fall in love. And if you told me that, I'd be like, girl, I'm not reading that. The fuck are you talking about? No, absolutely not. So you're probably going, so then why did you read it, yo weirdo? So here's what happened. People on Twitter were talking about it. People that I follow and trust were like, oh my God, this was so good. And I was like, mm and then I read the little blurb and I was kind of like, huh, he has, he kidnaps her. He, he, he lands on earth and that turns out like the, the dating site he was on got it wrong and he takes the wrong person. I mean, interesting a little bit, right? Like that's an interesting concept where, you know, in the middle of this, uh, Pangea and obviously dating is not the way it m- would have been pre the, the 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 foolishness and so imagine if you're swiping left and right on whatever app and something goes messed up and you show up to meet some and you're like wait this is not not like you got catfished right not like you show up and they actually posted a picture of their friend down the street and they're actually no not that but like you know some other crazy glitch so i was kind of like okay the premise seems kind of interesting even if it's like a space thing And people who I trust are saying that this is a worthwhile read. So I was like, okay. And I had read uh, two other books by this author before from her her other paranormal series. So I was kind of like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's borrow it from the library, right? The worst thing that can happen is I hate it. And it cost me nothing because I borrowed it from the library and, uh, you know, go about my life, go about my business. Uh, I live a good, long and fruitful life and there are no issues, there are no problems. So then I crack open the book and immediately I'm like reading and I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm pulled into the story. I'm pulled into what Beryl Bowman and Zylar of Kith Balak are going through. The fact that, you know, these two characters that have so many differences, because, like, one is a human, or as they call it in a book, a lower primate species, and the other is not. There's so many huge differences that they have to deal with there's also the fact that you know xylar is having to deal with like this is his sort of last shot at finding you know a person to have a family with 
and so I start reading and I keep reading and the more I read the more I'm invested and the more I make like I couldn't put it down and I enjoyed it so so much and had you told me that I would enjoy it as much as I did I would have looked at you like oh girl I mean I might like it but I don't know like I wouldn't have thought that I could enjoy that book as much as I did and I think it's because the author really does such an incredible job of giving us a story it is so clear as you see the the emotional bonds forming between the characters and even though it seems you know there are moments where it's like can this actually work you know i mean like there's sort of like some hunger games-esque kind of shit going on and yet you are just like this is they have to be together. I mean it's a romance novel we know they're gonna end up together but I was just like oh okay you this author you know she took this concept and really gave us something really interesting because she could have just made the alien like look human but like has like uh an extra an extra fingers and toes or different colored skin or a barb on the dick you know stuff like that where it's like oh they're different but they're not that different but that's not what we get and Akira's like no girl I said alien full-on alien like straight up like nothing like we seen before and you get to the end of the book and you were just like yo Xylar yes right and there isn't a moment where you're like this can't possibly you're like nope Siler and Beryl definitely you know belong together have fallen in love and are going to continue to work at their relationship and be a couple and a family and I was like like I legit got to the end I was kind of like wow like I didn't see this coming I didn't see me enjoying this book to this level coming and I'm glad I mean that's awesome I think it's a lot of fun when you're able to read something that you were like oh either skeptical or unsure about and then you get to the end and you're like yo best best use of my time you know like that was amazing that you know hit hit it so that 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 was strange love that I was like whoa whoa and a few, I want to say a few weeks before that, I had also read As Long As You Love Me, also by Anna Garrett. Now, the As Long As You Love Me is a contemporary set in some small town, I think in, a, is it Nebraska? Or am I making Nebraska up? I mean, not making Nebraska up. No, it is Nebraska. I was like, is it? I was gonna be like Nebraska or North Dakota. I don't remember. Um. So yeah, it's a a contemporary set in a small town in Nebraska, and it's what I would have called new adult. I don't know if we still use that as a term, but you know, our heroine is you know in college. Like she hasn't graduated yet. She's actually you know moved back home and is in the process of trying to transfer slash whatever because she basically dropped out. 
and the hero is you know her best friend's older brother but he's not like significantly older he's only a few years like they were essentially in school all together at the same time he just obviously graduates before them kind of thing and I do like you know best friends older or younger sibling whichever way it goes but college-aged romance is not something I tend to gravitate to like when I'm reading a blurb and it's like oh, blah 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 college I'm like yeah uh, okay if the rest of the blurb is really interesting I, I'll try it but often just thinking about it being called like mentions of fraternities I'm like gross don't really care it's not that I won't necessarily read it but I don't I don't go looking for college age romance like romance about people in college no I don't go looking for romances about sororities or fraternities or but bye um I just it's not something that I gravitate to but I don't know why something about the blurb more I think it was more the older you know older brother of my best friend that I was like well I do like that I do enjoy the older that dynamic so I was like okay then I started reading it and I was like oh wait a minute hold on right because one of the things that becomes really clear is something that she did that I I want to see more of I and if it exists out there and you know please send recommendations my way the hero right was like the football hero in high school like he was like you know the football person so I'm guessing he was quarterback whatever and but he's now out of high he's now not in high school he didn't go on to college like he he is that character who is like you know the god on the football field in their town but isn't good enough necessarily for college and pro ball, right? So you're good enough for your town. You're maybe, you know, you might be good enough to dominate your the region you live in, but you might, that doesn't necessarily translate to being good enough to being scouted to go elsewhere. And so what happens after high school, right? What happens to that character, that person who is literally at what you would consider the top of their career, except that's not a lifelong career, right? It's not even, it ends when high school ends because you don't even go off to college to then be, you know, the football god of the gridiron at the college. No, you, you, you're still in your town and now you, and in this case, this, he is a carpenter. And he works um, in construction. But car- building furniture is what he enjoys. Um, and so what we then get to see. So Anne could have made right this guy be bitter about the fact that like he was the golden boy in high school. And then high school ended and he's just a regular Joe Schmo. That is not what she does. What she does is she says, what happens when a guy is only lauded for his football prowess and his looks? What happens to a character who is told that just their looks matter? Now, in romance, we see that with a lot of female characters, right? We see that with a lot of 
women who only have their looks right or we see the opposite of like oh we've got one character who's not quote unquote the stunning beauty and then we've got the stunning beauty and maybe the the beauty is actually a bitch and blah 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 or we see just like what happens to those women who are so 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 beautiful that no one even thinks that they could be educated that they could have you know um problems issues that they might want more out of life than just being a beautiful prop but we rarely see that when it is the guy who is stunning so Anna Gear is like so what happens if we've got a character who is really really hot and everyone's like wow he's so hot but like that's all he is and that's something he has to deal with like the fact of feeling inadequate because no one considers him to be of value they only consider his looks to be of value and I was just like I was reading and I just kept being like oh my god oh my god I'm loving what I'm seeing because that that has to be a question that has to be something that is happening out there there have to be men who are stupidly hot and who are having to deal with the fact that society looks at them and just assumes that everything that they do is about their looks and it doesn't matter if there is a brain behind because who cares beautiful people you know don't need brains they just need to be beautiful how do you deal with that how do you function how do you go forward when you know that people want to be with you because you look good on their arm not because of who you are as a person and again we see that so much with you know um the female characters but we don't often if ever i honestly cannot think of ever really reading a romance where or i feel like there have been moments um where the maybe there's a male character that is like considered wow you know and there but I felt like Anne did something really really special here um because we get to see how he deals with it and also then how the the heroine realizing that like because what the heroine realizes and what I think the author's trying to let us um know or remind us is that like yeah he's stupid hot that doesn't mean he doesn't have insecurities that doesn't mean he doesn't have issues and so all of a sudden the heroine's like i assumed that once you were a level of hot you know x level of hot that life is like good right like because like how could life be wrong because you're stupid beautiful and i'm realizing that that that's not true and that that it that that thought process assuming that those stupidly beautiful people out there have a better and easier life is just as problematic as you know ugly people and go and go nowhere you know so i read that book and was kind of like what what is this how did you do this because again i didn't think that I was gonna just be like I thought okay I'll I'll start reading this and see what happens and then I got to the end I was kind of like yo you crafted something 
that was unexpected. And I think in part is because, you know, she does that whole, instead of it being about this woman who's really beautiful and figuring out how to deal with how the world treats her because of it, we got to see it from his point of view, which we don't see as often, if ever. I would like to see more. I did actually recently read um, Stephanie Lawrence, I think it's book 13 in The Sinsters, um... And Dylan Caxton is supposed to be really, really beautiful. But then the girl he ends up with, Philippa Priscilla, Priscilla Dalloway, is also really, really beautiful. So in that book, it's like they're both really, really beautiful. And so they both understand how others see them and how it's problematic that others just see their face and not the person behind them. But that I thought, which I also did think was interesting. But in this case... We're, that's not in in Anna Gary's book it's not about oh two hot people end up together and you're like okay cool it's more about like this hot guy being like I'm not just my looks I'm actually capable of other stuff and it sucks that everyone just assumes that I'm just my looks and you know a football jock and the you know the heroine being having to realize like wow I just assumed that because he was hot his life was perfect and now I'm realizing like that that that's um um short-sighted of me short-sighted of me so these two books right so strange strange love and as long as you love me by Anne Aguirre are just two books that I was like I didn't know that these concepts these tropes could work like this and now that I do know I like it so and what I mean by that is like clearly Anna Garrett I would love it if you could just like write more um more books she's probably like girl I'm trying Uh, I do know that like book two in the galactic love series is coming out pretty soon actually I think it's in the next couple of months um I'm trying to like find the cover info and I mean as long as you love me it came out it's actually an older book it came out in 2014 it's a harlequin um a harlequin hqn so it's not you know a most very recent book like strange love is but I really really oh it's the trilogy is called the 2b trilogy um I I guess for apartment 2b ha 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 um but yeah, I really, really enjoyed. Ah, so book two in Galactic Love. Oh, he's out already. Oh, well then I need to um haul some ass. It came out January of 2020. It doesn't date when, but that's okay. Um, And that's the AI's book. And then book three will be out in 2022. So next year, exciting, very good. I I'm looking forward to that as well. Again, I'm very I'm very surprised because I like I said space alien romance is like well okay sure, but not really. Um, cause I'm you know what I tend to, as you may have noticed, I I love shifter books. Um, I tend to like do shifters um historicals i've been reading a lot of historicals um but i now know that Anne aguirre is an author who i can trust 
that what she writes, regardless of the genre, is going to be something I would enjoy. Because I also realized the first book I ever read by her is from her paranormal series, um, Ars Numina. And it was book four, The Shadow Warrior. And I had no idea what to expect. I'd never read it before. And I read that book and the relationship between um Gabriel da Dalana, the Knoxblade, and Magda Versailles was incredible. Incredible. And I was like, ooh. And Magda it I would say was more sexually dominant. And I hadn't seen that in a way that I really had enjoyed and in this book I was like so I now know basically what I'm trying to say guys is that Anne Aguirre the author is able to take tropes that I don't necessarily think I'm going to like and then give me books that I fucking love that's basically what that's basically what I'm saying that's that's the gist of what I'm saying um and I think that that is such a interesting thing to know that I can like go look for herself and be like I'm probably gonna like this even if if I was written by someone else I probably would like it new if it's written by her I should give it a shot because so far <laughs> she is she's she's uh what is that phrase ah she is shooting a hundred is that it do you know what I'm saying um, but yeah, I was very, very pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by that, right? Because, like, for example, there are people who, like, hate Secret Baby, and there are people who love Secret Baby. I'm kind of in the in-between. I like Secret Baby when it makes sense why he doesn't know he's a father. Um, so it's like... We had a one night stand, never exchanged numbers, and we were traveling. Like, how do you how do you track down someone to tell them, hey, by the way, you're gonna be a dad if you don't know their name, you didn't meet them anywhere where you live. Like y'all were basically, you know, two boats passing in the night. Like, girl, that how? Or one night stand again, but you know, the the hero is like mad rich and so therefore literally pays people to keep people out of his way out of his life um okay but when it's stuff like i just like left town without telling him and he's like the mechanic it's like girl what why didn't you just leave a no even if you don't want, want to tell him face to face just like leave a no send an email send a text like i don't understand um so for me secret baby only works if i feel like the justifications for not telling the truth make sense um or that i'm able to be like oh okay like i recently read um i i've read a few sarah morgan's um because i read one and really enjoyed it and was like well i really enjoyed this let me see if i like some other stuff by this author so i read one secret baby by her that i'm like oh well that did not actually turn out the but that that did it didn't work for me in the same way as some of the others um oh actually i lied 
I'm lying on Sarah Morgan's name. I apologize, Sarah Morgan. Um, it was a Lynn Graham book. Oh, you know what happened was I read a Sarah Morgan Harlequin, and Harlequin likes to be like, oh, let's give you an excerpt of another book in the back of this book so you immediately like want to read it. And so I started reading the excerpt and was kind of like, oh, well, maybe. And then I read the book and I was like, oh, actually, no. So that one, The Secrets She Carried, she ends up pregnant. Now, she does try to reach out to him. And because he's a, you know, rich, is he a Greek tycoon? Yes, he is a rich Greek tycoon. So she tries to reach out to him. And of course, his staff is like, oh, girl, no, like we can't just. And someone um, close to him basically had been like, if this woman tries to get in contact with him, do not let that happen. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so I think that in, although I still think the rest of the story just didn't work for me, but I think in those cases, I can understand it. But when it's like, you know, I just didn't bother to tell him, even though I could have, then I'm kind of like, hmm, I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess like, I think, um, for the ones where it's like, you, you guys are from the same home or the two characters from the same hometown, and something happened, obviously you get, the character gets knocked up, and then the guy, like, you know, goes back on the road, and it's like, I'm just not gonna say anything, it's like, but you know, like, you can just, what? Like, if, if this character, if, if the character is living in the hometown that the, the other character is from, at some point, that they're gonna return, and kind of be like what the what the what there is a secret baby i don't know why this turned into me talking about secret baby but whatever we're gonna run with it there is a secret baby that i actually thought was also kind of interesting i was written by diana palmer in it um i mean there's issues with the with it because it's a little a little um what's the word preachy but the the two characters uh he's an FBI agent. She's his like assistant slash whatever secretary kind of thing. And they go to a party for some reason. I don't remember what. And someone at the party spikes the drink, um, some punch or whatever, of course. And he has some, but he doesn't normally, he doesn't ever drink alcohol. So, and I think he has a reaction to it. And they end up spending a night together. And she's, uh, I think they're both virgins when they spend the night together. Anyway, what ends up happening is he wakes up the next day and has no recollection of ever having slept with her. Right? And so she has a choice to make. Do I tell this man that we had relations when he has no memory? Or do I keep my mouth shut? especially since he's technically my boss so of course she elects to keep her mouth shut and then she ends up pregnant but it's like how do you explain to someone that they knocked you up when they have no memory of it at all and she decides she doesn't basically want to fuck up his life because they don't have a relationship they just work together and she just is like i'm not going to tell him right um later and because of where the book is set it's set in some small town in texas and like the guy's mom is all like 
bitchy to the heroine because she had a child out of wedlock except she's a hypocrite because she also had a child out of wedlock so those kind of things annoyed me where I was like where is all this moralizing coming from like I mean I don't where it's coming from I don't like it but I liked I, I thought that that was an interesting way of approaching that secret baby idea of like what do you do when you know you and another person are under the influence and you both you know are 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 drunk or whatever and then one of you ends up one of you the one with the womb ends up pregnant but the other one is like has no memory like has literally blacked out the the experience do you say something do you not say something? like what do you do and you work for them and you don't want to lose your job it is a small town and yada 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 right so there's you know and of course as usual in a lot of secret babies the kid looks a lot like him he just never seen him and blah 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 and i think it was i thought it was also that one i thought was interesting because he's not livid when he actually like figures it out he's kind of like yeah i don't that's a really difficult situation to be in like what do you do it wasn't like this bitch how the fuck she don't tell me it was like yeah what would you do because I probably wouldn't have believed you and thought that you was great, great. Um, so yeah, there are tropes that, you know, for example, I'm not a big, I mean, second chance is okay, but I don't look for it. Like, I'm not like, oh my God, I can't wait to read. Often when I know it's a second chance romance, I'm like, uh-huh, do I want to invest time in this? Because there's something about that trope that I just am like, eh. Because sometimes I'm like, but they don't deserve a second chance. Why are we even doing this? Why am I reading this? Why is this happening? No, you were free kind of thing. So there are tropes that just, you know, don't really work for us. But there are authors that are able to make it work for us. And I love that. So basically that 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 was all i had to say about that i just had to be like oh my god guys oh and if you haven't read strange love you need to if you like you need to just just do yourself a favor do yourself a favor and read it i'm just saying you're gonna love it you're gonna love it all right so i'm going to pause here and then when i come back i'm going to do gratitude latitude okay 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 i'm back i didn't go anywhere but you know let's pretend um it's time for a gratitude latitude so this week something that i'm really really grateful for so a quick backstory i grew up in toronto and toronto has yearly a huge caribbean festival called caravana um in it's usually the last weekend um in july like going into um august and so I grew up listening to Caribbean music, specifically soca music. And all over the years, I've been like, I'm, I, I really should go to Trinidad for Carnival, which happens during this month, right? Because it happens before Ash Wednesday, la la la, because then, you know, according to Christianity or whatever, you got Lent and then eventually you get Easter. Anyway, um, I remember the beginning of 2020 being like, okay, like I you know, didn't plan for it, but I was like, oh, like maybe next year or whatever. And then of course, you know, <laughs> uh, the panorama showed up. And so of course this year, uh, Cardinal and Trinidad is not happening um, because we're all trying, you know, not to get COVID and die um, and not to get COVID and spread it to people and maybe not die, but then have like chronic health issues for the rest of your life that are horrible. So 
a bunch of so one DJ that I have been following for years now, DJ Private Ryan, has been doing all of this amazing, you know, content um around this. So he did a few Instagram lives. Um so last Monday he did uh it was like about almost a two it was just a, almost a two hour set of all Marshall Montano music. So this is like and Marshall Montano has been performing and singing for a very, very long time. Um, Tuesday he did Kess, which was incredible. Um, and so then on Saturday, it started at 2 p.m. uh Trinidad time. So I believe that's I think we're an Eastern is an hour behind, I believe, if I'm not I don't remember time zones suck. Anyway. It was uh, a certain two. It went pretty much to like just a little up by 8.30. And it was called Soka Brainwash. And he had a bunch of DJs do um, all of the years that they've been doing Soka Brainwash. So they first did the first one in 2014. So uh, different DJs. So it was like 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. And then of course 2021 Soka. So it was just this like amazing sort of retrospective of like soca music in the last uh it's now what seven years essentially and it was incredible and it he also has a soca so every year he puts out soca starter which is like usually comes out some you know january-ish like mid to late january sort of as like a preview of the new soca for that year uh and then you get Soka Brainwatch, which is a much longer mix. That's probably around two and a half to usually two and a half hours, maybe sometimes three. And so he did, he had done Soka Starter. He then did, the, and these are usually, can always be found on SoundCloud or his website. So there was Soka Starter, then he did Soka Brainwatch. And then he did an additional one, um, Soka Brainwatch Nexus, just because he was like, well, you know, since we don't have Carnival. And so I am so grateful because like I listen to soca music and it literally uplifts me like I feel I can be in a shit mood and I can listen to some soca and suddenly I'm in a good mood I can be sitting at my desk doing work and soca comes on and all of a sudden I'm like I start dancing in my chair but then I stand up and I'm like I can't I I gotta because the song because this because everything so being able to see like to being able to listen to these mixes and just have that in the background and just has been like incredible this week I'm this month when this episode is out Monday uh, Marshall Montano is going to be streaming um, because he Mondays has had been come to be known as Marshall Monday and so last year he did uh, it was supposed to be the last Marshall Mondays I have regrets, but whatever, um, of not being there. But anyway, um, he's streaming the event from last year again this year so we can, you know, watch it from home. And I've already decided that like I'm really like I really want uh this uh pan panagea, whatever, to have calmed itself down by the time I turn forty, which is in about two and a half years, because I really want my birthday's in December, but I want that following February to be in Trinidad for Carnival. Um, so yeah, that has been like just huge. Like so grateful that 
DJ Private Ryan has, you know, been giving us such awesome content because it's just, it's incredible. Like listening to all that Marshall over the years, like listening to all that Kess over the years, like, and the Soka Brainwash is just, I mean, I listen to Soka Brainwash. I, I will go on his SoundCloud and pull up like, you know, crop over mix from, you know, 2015 and absolutely love it. Like, I think that's also one of the interesting things about Soka. It's not necessarily that it doesn't feel dated because you can clearly tell older Soka from newer Soka, but it, regardless, it just always to me sounds so good. And there's certain, there's certain rhythms and certain, you know, songs, tunes that I'm like, oh, like I remember where I was the first time I heard that, you know, like, and it's interesting because on the one hand, the idea of being in a crowd where everyone is dancing and sweat is flying currently with everything going on, sounds horrifying, sounds scary, sounds wrong, but I am hoping that we can get back to that at some point you know um that we'll be able to once again be in you know enclosed spaces and the music is just pounding like you feel it in your ears your throat your chest like I want to do that again not often because I'm older now so you know I don't know you know I look back at the fact that like in my early 20s I would go out like Thursday Friday Saturday night and now I'm like that Esther was crazy but anyway I am so thankful um for his mixes because they have just been like a literal ray of sunshine um for me so that's like the first thing that I'm like so grateful for so grateful for the second thing is there have been a lot of really cool um romance events um due to you know it being the you know the month of love and whatnot um I got to see uh Beverly Jenkins and Jen Prokop did uh Beverly's like Wild Rain release uh with uh love sweet arrow uh and it was just so i think there is a part of me that wishes i'd known about all of this like when i first started reading romance and i definitely hope that over time like more and more people who come to romance can learn about so many things that happen in the community but it's been really cool to be able to just listen to authors that I love just talk about, you know, their books and their process and their thoughts and listen to, you know, I mean, Jen's, you know, one half of Faded Mates and like her and Sarah McLean, I feel like have such a wealth of knowledge and it's just so cool to be able to listen um, I also went to the um, loyalty bookstores date night um, and that one was with Alyssa Cole, um, AC Arthur, Mimi Grace, and Denise Williams. Did I fuck up her name like an asshole? I don't think so. Um, you're all going to be like, actually, you did. Her, her, her. And I'm going to be like, ah, I'm a demon spawn. I mean, I'm not imagine if I was no 
don't listen to me. I'm not. No, it is Denise Williams. I feel, you know what threw me off? Her Instagram is Nick Will Writes. And so in my head, sometimes I'm like, her name is Nick. And it's like, no girl, her name is Denise. You fool. Anyway, I went to that date night and it was just, these events just feel so cool. And on one hand, um, as much as, you know, the craziness of everything has sucked. One of the like big silver linings has been that all of these virtual events in the before times would have been happening potentially in cities that I couldn't travel to or they would have been in one city but a bunch of them on the same night so I wouldn't have been able to attend all of them because I'm not able to split my body into multiple versions of myself um and so being able to participate in these events from the comfort of my home the safety of my home um has been really really fucking awesome and then third, the, the third thing I am grateful for this week. So back in December, I saw this like pajama set from Target. Um, it's like the long sleeve pajama top with the shorts. And it's like, you know, the the button down with the collar. And it like, looked like a silky material. And I ordered them. And it was kind of like, I don't know. Anyway. Long story short, before that, I've ordered, I very rarely have had pajamas. I've usually just been like, I'm going to wear a, a, you know, a shitty old t-shirt and a shitty old pair of sweatpants that I no longer would wear out in public and that's it. Listen, there is something really nice about putting on clothes that are meant to be pajamas as like for, for that reason. Like I was just like, oh, this is, this is nice. I didn't know how nice this was. Um, so yeah, if you're out there and you're like, I want to treat myself, treat yourself to some pajamas, girl. Just, just look up pajamas and treat yourself to real pajamas. It's nice. It feels really nice. I don't know if it's because I'm old or the, the craziness. I I, I was just like, oh, (laughs) and they came. It was a set. So it was like long sleeve shirt, shorts, and it came with a little eye mask. Real cute real cute you know because i live in new york so light pollution is a thing i mean it there's never a time where the city is like completely dark i mean it gets darker but there's always light girl so masks are are helpful i mean you could also do blackout blinds but i haven't so i use a mask and it's it's been really nice it's been real nice so yeah, those are the three things that I'm grateful for this week. Um, it is, for some people, a holiday this Monday. If you are in the U.S. and it's President's Day, if you're in Canada and your province celebrates Family Day, um, if it's not a holiday for you today, I sorry, um, it should be. I really feel like we need to do something about getting people more, more holidays, more breaks. Um, but that's pretty much all I have for you guys this week. I don't know what I'm talking about next week. Wait, don't I? I don't say. Obviously, it's going to be a romance novel. Duh. It might be one. It might be two. It might be three. Would it be four? Nah, probably not. Um. So, yeah, that's it. I want you guys to, you know, be kind to yourselves. Drink water. 
And you know what else you should do? Take a day. Just pick a day out of the week. And on that day that you have chosen out of the week, um, try having a like warm to hot shower without the light on in the bathroom. I saw it somewhere. I feel like it was Instagram. And some the woman was basically saying that like having a really hot shower in a dark bathroom was really calming. And I was like, that sounds crazy. But also like that's free, right? Like that's not you don't have to do or buy anything. Like you just go into your bathroom and don't turn on the light. It may be a little bit harder if you have a bathroom with a window. So have a nice shower. <laughs> anyway, I was like, let me try that. Let me let me try that. It's nice. It's actually real nice. Something about the darkness and the water. I don't know. I just, I was like, oh, this feels, this feels good. So I think all of you should, if you can, have a shower that is, I mean, I like my showers to be like the burning fires of hell. I am very much that stereotype of a woman who is like, you know, literally bathing in lava but if that if that seems excessive to you that's okay you 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 do not need to join me um in the the fiery bits but just you know warm to hot shower and don't turn the lights on now if you're like esther i don't do well in complete darkness like it does i i i get freaked out okay then have one candle just one not a big candle small candle so there's a little bit of light there's a little bit of ambiance and of course like safely okay you don't want to somehow the candle get knocked over and like set your house on fire no but just one little candle or a nightlight if you have it but try to have like instead of having the full light on and everything just and not every day just one of your showers in the dark I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you're going to like it. <laughs> Actually, you're going to love it. But don't take my word for it. Try it out yourself. So, yes, have a wonderful week. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week about more things. Romance, novels. Um, and that's it, I think. <laughs> for a second my brain was like is there more is there more i don't think so guys i don't think there's more all right bye